I'm Ryan. And I'm Nick. And you're listening to Going Offsides, presented by the Lacrosse Collective on the Lacrosse All-Stars Podcast Network. All right, I'm here with James Robertson of Denmark Lacrosse. James, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So, I mean, obviously people that are listening and they think of Denmark lacrosse and then they hear your accent, why don't you give them a quick background about how you ended up in Denmark? Um, how long do you have? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so, uh, yeah, long story short, I went backpacking around Denmark back in 2011. I was hanging out. One of my friends was studying here in Copenhagen and I came to visit him. We went to a music festival together and then, um, he went back to Australia because he finished off his six months here. And then when we were back in Australia, he invited me to a housewarming party. And then one of the Danish people he'd met while he was here, um, he also invited her to the party. And then he didn't show up. And I didn't know anyone else at the party. And she didn't know anyone <laughs> else at the party. So we ended up talking together and just kind of talking ill about my friend, saying he was a terrible person for inviting people to this party and not showing up. And that kind of became a common thing for her and I. And then... I don't know, at the end of the night, she gave me a number, and the next weekend, we just started kind of going out. And then go. I moved to Denmark nine months later. Okay. And you've been there ever since, huh? So I've been here since 2012 now. Okay. And what's your background with lacrosse in general? Um, so I grew up playing in Australia. My older brother, he's, um, he played. He doesn't play anymore. He's a bit too old. He's retired. Um, but he started playing when he was like eight or nine. We lived across the road from a lacrosse club. Um, called Surrey Park Lacrosse Club in Melbourne, and I just kind of grew up with you know sticks in the house and near, near being near the club, and I just thought that's what everyone did. But it turns out lacrosse wasn't that big in Australia either. Um, so I don't know. I just kind of always done it. Okay, perfect. And so you get to Denmark, and at what point do you decide to be involved in in lacrosse in Denmark? Well, um, when I packed to move to Denmark, I had my backpack like my backpacking bag with some clothes and I had my lacrosse gear. So I, like I looked up online that there was lacrosse in the country, like that other team, but then that the world championships and all that stuff. Cause I kind of knew it was here. So I brought my gear and then I went out to training the first time and one other person showed up <laughs> and they looked at me and they were like, yeah, training's canceled. Just go home. And I was like, Oh, I've got to catch the bus an hour home. Um, and then I ended up just getting involved with it from there, just kind of getting in contact with some of the other guys and convincing them to come to training and whatever. And, got on the board for the club and like the national league. Okay. So it's been a, it's been a slow process in Denmark, uh, I guess you could say, but you know, you, you competed in what the 2018 was the first world championship that you had competed in uh, as a nation. Well, um, we actually competed in 2006 and 2010 and the, yeah, the bottom kind of fell out of Danish lacrosse and no one really did it anymore. So we okay. had about a six, a six year gap with nothing. Um, we got down to about 20 people maybe in the whole country playing lacrosse. This only is like senior men. And it was just real bad. And we were talking about um, getting a team together for Denver for 2014. Mm -hmm. And then when that didn't happen, I was like, okay, we've really got to do something about this now because of the age of all the guys that we had our 20 dudes. We were starting to get a bit old. And I was like, if we don't get our team together for the 20, um, 2016 European Championships, then that's just really not going to happen ever. So we actually got a coach and uh, convince him to coach us even though we didn't have a team really 
And then we started working on it from there, trying to recruit more dudes and make a bit of a national team. And we kind of use it as a recruiting tool and to make things, yeah, hopefully go in the right direction. Okay. So obviously that, that panned out for you. You make it to the 2018, you beat, correct me if I'm wrong with any of this, but you beat China. So you, you not only come back, but you get, you get a win under your belt. How many people at, you know, around 2018, how many people do you, would you say we were playing lacrosse? We'd actually, um, after we had our first national team again in 2016, we actually relaunched women's lacrosse in the country and um, my own club, we started a junior program as well. And we had a few more guys, like we'd recruited a few more, um, Danish guys into the whole thing and a few other people. So we might've been up around 50 total in like the whole country. Okay. So it's still, it's almost like if you play the game in the country, you're almost, you're pretty much on the national team almost depending yeah, on mean, how old you are. Hopefully like we just had tryouts and then it's looking like there might be a cut for our ah. next national team. So it might be the first time we've ever had a cut. Um, so that makes things a bit interesting. There you go. There, I mean, definitely progress to say the least. And so yeah. speaking of clubs in the country, how many clubs are there that play lacrosse in the country? Right now we only have two. Okay. Um, at its peak, there were, I think, six clubs, but there were eight teams. Uh, my own club had an A and a B team. Um, right now there are only two, and one of them like doesn't have that many people. Like They still have a lot of social stuff going on. They like hanging out together, but they don't really get that many recruits. Hmm. Um that's in all it's about a three hour drive to our nearest club in Denmark. Um, the nearest club at all is actually in Sweden. So we have to cross a bridge um, to go to a different country to go and play against this team called Lund. Um, they've got a junior program though. So that's really good for us. We have kids scrimmage them pretty regularly. Okay. And so does Denmark currently sponsor a women's national team or is it in progress of doing so? Um, that's a work in progress. Okay. They've, um, I think they're setting their goals on the next European Championship. So the Women's Worlds is coming up in less than a year, and I think they're going to go for the Euros for two years after that. Um, okay. The main problem is passport holders. So we have quite we have, we have enough women for a team, but not enough Danish women because we actually have a mm -hmm. few international students um, who are playing lacrosse in Denmark or um, quite a few Germans who play lacrosse here, but they're not Danish passport holders. Um, gotcha. But yeah, most of that is also based around Copenhagen. But the girls are really passionate about it and they train regularly. And also, yeah, they all hang out together and do brunch on weekends and whatever. So there's a little okay. family thing going on there. Sounds like a good social uh, social club as well. Um, so living in Denmark, how hard is it you know, to watch lacrosse at, at let's say, the professional or college level uh, from America? The time difference makes it really hard to do it live. I know some of the guys subscribed, um, they've been subscribing to PLL and MLL and whatever. Um, I don't know. Oh, like we have a group, a Facebook group. So every like highlights packages online always get put in there. I know a lot of the younger guys we have, they really like it. They'll see all these highlights packages and they try and copy all the tricks out of training. <laughs> like people go on, you know, behind the back dodge, you know, shots and through the legs and whatever. So like access to stuff online is way better than it ever used to be when I was a kid, but time difference makes it hard to catch anything live. Okay. And then when, let's say you need equipment, it's not as easy as running down to the local sporting goods store and buying equipment, <laughs> right? So do you order that online from the US or is there a, a European company you can order through? Um, there are two main like lacrosse shops in Europe. There's one in Germany and there's one um, in England. 
but like we have a couple of guys who um like danish americans but they travel home usually at easter or christmas or whatever and we kind of if you have one anything you usually put in an order with one of them and they'll find some room in their bag when they come home um our assistant coach for our national team he actually coaches as an assistant coach at um capital university it's a d3 mm-hmm. school yep out in, in ohio yeah ohio um he when he comes out he usually brings some extra stuff with him as well so okay like we don't kind of rely on our friends to make things make ends meet and yeah like yeah that seems to be a theme with european lacrosse it's it's not easy to get to even right. even from the european shops sometimes you have to wait quite a bit yeah but that's the benefit of having a national team like we get new national team gear like for the Euro, um for israel the world championships we got new mm-hmm. helmets and gloves not new helmets we got them second hand from a college in the states but then we had a whole team set of like hand-me-downs all the helmets the guys had been using got given down right the guys in the club and whatever and then all the rusty old helmets they were using got put on the recycle like recycle pile so okay and so you know obviously we're looking at 2023 now for for the next world championships what is kind of the goal for for denmark leading up to the 2023 on the men's side I guess we need to qualify first. Um, they're going to do qualifying for this one, so we'll have to finish in the top half of the European Championships. Okay. To qualify. So that's our goal at the moment is to obviously work real hard and try and make that a reality. Um, and for the Americans that don't know anything about European lacrosse, so the European Championships basically happen every four years, alternating. They're, they're two years offset from the World Championships, correct? Yeah. That is right. So is that moved to 2021 or, yeah. I mean, I assume obviously that's not happening <laughs> this year. So, so uh, it was meant to be in July this year and it got postponed because of yeah, the whole coronavirus thing. Um, thankfully, I mean, no one would really want to hold the tournament with a pandemic right. going on. So that got pushed back um, to July next year. It's going to be in Poland. Um, okay. There actually yeah, a lot of, quite a bit of lacrosse happening in Poland. They also have hosted some other, um, European tournaments, so should be pretty good. Okay, and then uh, just for the record, uh, is there any? I mean, I don't, I don't think so. But is there any box lacrosse going on in Denmark at the moment? Um, no. So we'd like to try and get it started, but you know, once again, it's a matter of we don't really have enough people, and all the guys who are playing field on like the national team or whatever, they usually get pretty worn out from right national team field stuff yeah. so i think if we had more guys and there were more people who didn't make the field national team and maybe they'd be interested in going out for the box you get two separate groups of dudes maybe some people would want to do box and some would want to play field we have some guys who like it and they've gone mm-hmm. out to tournaments and joined the clyde siders or some of those other travel you know european travel box teams but there's not much we don't really have a box guy we need a guy who just, like pushes box in the country gotcha <laughs> And then who would you consider not only from a geographic standpoint, but from a, maybe a development, you know, talent wise, numbers wise, who would be your rivals in Europe? Um, so we had some pretty close games for the last while with like Spain and Slovakia and some of these other countries. And they've been around for quite a while, but you know, usually when we play them, they're on the field pretty close. Um, we lost to both of them in Israel, but we were up. In, at three quarter time in both games, so that was okay. a bit rough. Would like to have some rematches sometime. But... So, it, with the numbers that you have, is it difficult to to get a full scrimmage in, or do you try to schedule? You know, maybe like you said, maybe go to Sweden or Germany for for a scrimmage every once in a while. 
yeah, so like we almost never have enough guys in our own country to play 10 on 10 lacrosse. Like, we have a good night at training at our own club. We'll have enough guys for six on six. Um, national team stuff, we usually try to travel. We went out to Norway earlier okay. this year and played against the Netherlands and the Norwegian national team. Um, we've done that the last few years. Um, they have a thing in Oslo that's like it's in the middle of winter and it's snowing outside, but they have an indoor um, turf field. Really nice to play on. We do that every February. Um, so that should be coming up again, hopefully, in the new year. Otherwise, okay. yeah, we get invited down to Germany and go and scrimmage a couple of German club teams. They're usually pretty decent, like European standards. So our national team is on par with some of the better you know, German uh, club teams. Yeah. And then as far as participating as, as a national team, you know, very few countries have support from the governments. Is that is that the same for, for Denmark? Is that pretty much self-funded? Yeah, so um, okay. uh, we actually wrote to the, it's called Dansk Idratsforbund, which is like, they're in charge of all, you know, Olympics in Denmark and Team Denmark and whatever. And they have to have 1,500 members before they'll even consider, <laughs> like, on their list of sports. And we don't even have 100 people in, you know, lacrosse stick carrying members in, uh, in Denmark, so... We'll so a work in progress then to, yeah. to get that kind of, but I, I would, I would say that 1500, most countries would love to have that be the bottom requirement because you know, that I feel like in other countries, it's, it's probably a lot higher. I know England has some support from the government, um, you know, a couple others as well, but I know most people are, are out here, you know, fundraising, paying out of pocket just, just to play. So you're definitely not alone there. Yeah, I would love to have 1,500 members, uh, paying members in Denmark, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Well, I really appreciate your time. Is is there a, a social media or um, a website that people should go to if they want to learn more about lacrosse in Denmark? Or maybe we've got some some dual passport holders over here that would maybe want to come and, and play every once in a while. Where, where should those people go? Yeah, so we're active on pretty much everything at um, – at- Danish lacrosse, so just as one word, at Danish lacrosse on yeah, Twitter and Instagram, um, Facebook as well. With the, uh, the Danish lacrosse fighting pastries is our thing. Yeah, um, I was going to, I almost forgot to ask you, where the heck did f fighting pastries come from? Um, yeah, so there was a guy on Instagram who um, one time, he, he, Chris from Mainly Mesh, I don't know if you know Mainly Mesh, um, was this guy of strong sticks in Maine and he was friends with one of our players and he um, used the hashtag go pastries one time. And then our coach used to call us the fighting Danes. And then it kind of just merged the two, the two of them got merged together at one stage and it became the fighting pastries and it kind of just stuck. That's been that way. For the I will say you probably have the most unique logo in all of European lacrosse with a fighting pastry. And uh, I'll be sure to link a photo of that in the write-up on Lax All-Stars. That's been one of the better things. We kind of just, I don't know, we had been going all in on the, the Viking theme. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know, the fighting pastries thing just kind of happened. But it's actually been really, like, people really like it. It's lighthearted, but still semi-serious, I guess. It's been yeah. a, a good rebrand re for us as a program. It works. And, and at your point and in, in where you're at with your growth you know, attention is a good thing. So yeah. <laughs> whatever gets some good attention towards, towards the lacrosse and towards the clubs is, is a very good thing. Um, all right, James, I thank you so much for your time and, and I'll definitely be sure to link all of the Denmark socials below.
Cheers, man. It's good. That's it for another episode of Going Offsides presented by the Lacrosse Collective. Please follow us at Lax Collective on Twitter or go to our website, thelacrossecollective.com. Stay tuned for more episodes. <laughs>